1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, and a member FDSE.
0: Hey, yo, welcome in to the CHGO White Sox post game show. Coming to you live remotely from all of our homes in flooded and rainy Chicago. I am your host, Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Alongside me is the full CHGO White Sox crew. We got Vinny Duber in a nice Hawaiian shirt. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinnie Duber. Uh, he's our <laughs> CHGO White Sox beat writer. And that's Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Echnerwell23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Um, Vinny, don't tempt me. I'll talk about NASCAR this entire show. I I don't have to talk about the White Sox, even though they won today. Uh, I I will talk about NASCAR the entire day. I can't believe that they are doing this. This is hilarious. Uh, And honestly, I'm not worried about missing the race because I think they're only on lap like eight right now. And if there's an accident, which it's raining, there will be. uh, It takes them about 15 minutes to uh, clear up the accident. So it's a great, lovely time. And they're going to be racing until midnight. We are coming to you live after a White Sox winner 8-7, to seven, a nail-biter against the Oakland A's. They all kind of were. Uh, the Sox lose 2-3 of three to the Oakland Athletics. They said it couldn't be done, but here we are, folks.
1: I mean, seriously, it was so close to that being a thing where I was on DraftKings on the website looking for a, a Oakland Moneyline uh, things in the ninth inning just because how wacky this series has been. But salvaging one in Oakland is embarrassing, but it's better than getting swept by Oakland, the worst team in Major League Baseball currently. So weirdly enough, the White Sox are five and a half games behind first place. It's yeah. exa-
2: what did we say, Sean? You said last weekend, you go, where are they going to be at the end of this trip? Is this a season-defining trip? And me and Herb started laughing because obviously <laughs> the answer was they're going to be in the exact same spot they were when we were talking on Sunday, and lo and behold, they are five and a half games out of first place after losing a series to the worst team in baseball because the AL Central keeps doing the same thing that they do. So, uh, you know, it. here we go. Like, listen, Melissa, I saw the comment that said, "Oh, this solidified the Sox and sellers at the deadline. It might have, because what has Rick Hahn said in the past? What did he say at his last, uh, at his last, uh, you know, media session, saying that they're going to think about what this team can do in the playoffs? Maybe more than what this team can do in an AL Central race. When you lose two out of three to the A's, it, it kind of signifies that you're not really ready to do much of anything in the playoffs. But that being said, here they are, just five and a half games out of first place. as uh, their next game's coming on the fourth of July?"
0: Well, and two, I think that if this happened in April, I think we'd be all overreacting and having the same overreactions where, oh, this makes them sellers. But it, just the later and later it gets, the more closer and closer it seems like that's the reality. Because when you drop three or four to the horrible Kansas City Royals uh, on May 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th, um, right. You have the ability to come back and bounce back. And you were even dealing with Tim being out. That was, you know, the week after uh, he leaves the game in Minnesota and he wasn't with them on that road trip. Uh, and then they're able to bounce back against Kansas City uh, not too long after and, and sweep them. But um, I don't know. It's just the, the clock is running out on this team. And it just seems like the calendar days just keep getting marked off and off and off. I feel like we're already past 82 games as well. So yeah, we're past yeah. the halfway mark. I mean, it, it, this team for basically two years now has been bad. I, I mean, the, they really had a great first half in 2021. And ever since then, they've really fallen off the table.
2: Well, and, and I guess here's here's the flip side of exactly what I was just saying, which is, hey, you look up, they're only five and a half out. You know, they're in the same place that they've been for all this time. But I guess the flip side of that is every day that moves moves further along, as the season further along, it's more and more evidence, Right that the team that's been here for the first three months of the season is the team, right? I mean, they have yet to, they have yet to do anything to prove or to, to instill confidence in anybody that that turnaround is coming. doesn't mean it's impossible, but nothing they've done to this point shows you that it's that it, Oh, it's they're on the verge of doing it. Oh, if you just, if you pick apart what happened in some of these games, no, they just are doing the same thing they've been doing, which is, being relatively mediocre for, you know, since since the end of April, um, which was horrible. April was horrible, obviously. But si- if you're going to talk about them in May and June, they've just been kind of mad and they can't dig out of this hole. There's still 12 games under 500 after winning today. I mean, that is not a recipe for playoff success. And if that's what the front office is going to try to Use to make decisions. You would have to imagine that Rick Hahn, when he gets up and talks in front of the, uh, the press, uh, you know, coming up on this upcoming homestand might have something a little bit more definitive for us because by their own standards, nothing has changed. There, there has not been anything different to indicate that this team is going to take off like a rocket ship in the next month
0: or two. And I got uh, blessed. I was able to listen to the NBC Sports Chicago or NBC Sports Oakland broadcast. And mm-hmm. it was a lot of the same thing of where it's just, oh, this team's so talented. And it's just when they're going to get hot. And I even had a thought during the, the game today where it's like, hey, I mean, there's usually a hot team in the first half. There's got to be a hot team in the second half. Maybe. Again, that's that's what the AL Central has given us. Um, I saw a, a stat, I think it was from Buster only, uh, but just sharing all the run differentials of all the uh, different uh, divisions. Obviously the AL Central was last. Uh, but like the second to last team or the, the second to last division was like negative 76. The AL Central is like negative 200 as an entire division. So it is just if you get hot once, if you get a seven game win streak, you could possibly change your entire fortunes. And with what we're talking about later on, Luis Robert Jr., that guy has stayed hot. So he's just that consistent kind of benchmark. If the Sox could get anything else from anybody else, you know, they might be in a different position. We see Jake Berger go deep today. Um Herb jump in. But I mean, there there is some
1: kindling here, but that's kind of been the situation for the past two years. And that's the person that's on team by or that wants them to go for it is touting man on this road trip we saw ta get multiple two hit games first the angels and now the oakland a's he looked kind of good today and aloy is still murdering the ball on this road trip you got a home run from jake berger this is the thing that a person is saying that and it's like okay if we get this all put together with our all-star Luis robert jr then we can do something you know we saw lucas Giolito warming up in the ninth doing a bullpen game um you know that guy's a on the precipice of an all-star game. If somebody gets hurt, a couple people get hurt. He can be an all-star. Somebody's fooling themselves right now into thinking, you know what? If we keep this together and just make a minor adjustment, we can be in the playoffs right here. We could be in the playoff hunt because the AL central is garbage. So they could be fooling themselves. I hope that person is not Rick Hahn because we've seen this team. It's been three months. This is the team. They might get a little bit better, but are they going to get 12 games better Then they lost 12 more wins than they lose in the second half, which I think is the minimum they have to do to win this division. I don't think so. Will they be hotter than crap in the second half? I don't think so. So if that's your answer, time to be on team sell.
0: Yeah, well, I think Rick Hahn's comments are very important uh, of what he last talked about with you guys in the media session, uh, Vinny. And obviously we might get more comments on Tuesday, uh, but you know that's all speculation now. However, if I was Rick Hahn, I just hired Pedro Griffal, And we just saw the reaction that he had in that same media group with you guys and starting it off with John Heyman saying, you know, Pedro Griffal is going to be one and done. Rick seemed pretty peeved about that. I just think that if Pedro was to be fired after this year, that means Rick Hahn has to be gone right? That is the guy that you just picked. If Pedro's getting canned, I feel like Rick would have to be canned. So it makes sense that I think that he would defend him. And if this is Pedro's first year, you could probably talk yourself, Rick Hahn, into talking somebody higher up than you in the White Sox organization to giving Pedro more of a chance. Hey, Maybe if we re- retool this team, maybe if we build around Luis Robert, we obviously have a connection between Pedro and Luis Robert. Look at how well he's performing under Pedro Garfool. Um, I feel like Rickon could talk himself into just more tenure with the White Sox, which is which I, I don't want. Obviously, Vinny, I know you're neutral on this. Uh, but it, it does seem very possible that he's not sold on the 2023 White Sox. So I really think that they're going to sell because it makes more sense for their future as at least i don't know having jobs
2: well i mean i think that there's a middle ground that is probably the most likely scenario right i mean i think everybody either thinks you have to be bye 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 no in sync reference uh you know intended there but uh you know and and get rid of the entire farm system for guys that can help you win the world series this year and that's it or you have to be sell 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 which is strip the entire major league roster for nothing but prospects I think the White Sox are probably going to end up somewhere in the middle where they might trade a guy or two who is going to be on, you know, who is on, a, you know, to use an NBA term, an expiring contract. Right. And then go ahead and keep most of the guys in place and and kind of prepare, see if they can better themselves for next year and the year after and the year after that, but not necessarily go, okay, we need a brand new 26 man roster. So, I think that, you know, people are thinking of the two extremes of, of the trade deadline. And I think the White Sox are probably going to end up somewhere in the middle, which, again, to many is going to be unsatisfying. But it would seem to me that that is probably the most likely, based on what he was talking about the last time he talked, when he said that that could be very well a, a possible outcome here. There were still plenty of outcomes left then. There are still multiple outcomes left now, because as we mentioned, they're basically in the same place. But, um, uh, you know, don't necessarily be surprised if you see one or two moves and then and then that's it, because the the it could be something that makes them better for next year, but not necessarily com- competitors for for a big thing in 2023. That being said, and I always bring this up, a lot of people might say, oh, even though and, and Rick Hahn was one of them, even though the AL Central is attainable, maybe it's not the best thing to do because to 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 go for it quote unquote because the uh because the playoffs might not produce a a very good chance for you to win remember how often the white Sox get to the playoffs i mean it has not been a lot in over a hundred years of baseball so it might not be you know these things are, are have been so few and far between for this franchise that not not necessarily going for it or pushing all your chips in but not Given up and saying, oh, we're going to backpedal and, and, and try again next year. You know, I, I don't necessarily think that winning the division would be a bad thing for a team that never wins the division, if you know what I mean.
0: Is it obtainable, though? I mean, I, I know that there is no clear horse in the AL Central because Cleveland is mediocre. Minnesota's mediocre. Uh, the team that's above the White Sox are listed as aggressive sellers uh, on the athletics uh, trade deadline breakdown. Uh, so, you know, the Detroit Tigers who are in third place are actively trying to blow up their team. Um, I I don't, I don't know. There, there is no confidence in this team outside of Luis Robert. And I I feel like if I was trying to build a case of why I should have a future, if I'm Rakan, it's Luis Robert and Pedro Graffal. And and I just think you're right that it's probably in the middle ground, but I wouldn't be shocked if Lucas Giolito and Tim Anderson are traded at this point. I mean, Lucas, obviously just because he is one of the best, if not the best starting pitcher that will be available at the trade deadline. Um, but then, Tim, I, there is the narrative that, hey, maybe we can work and, and you know, fix him and, and you know, turn him in, back into the all-star. Um, but I do think that there's also the possibility that he gets a little bit more heated up in, before August 1st, right? So I think that he could help his trade value. And the Sox, too, I just, they need new life. I mean, we even see it with Zach Remillard. I know I said that he shouldn't be leading off, but hey, he should probably be batting second uh, over Tim Anderson. I know you liked his at-bats today, uh, Herb, but he consistently is getting on base. Um, I I feel like this team just needs new life around Luis Robert. Um, I'm I'm fine with Vaughn and Aloy and Luis Robert and and Ben staying. staying. Those guys are probably going to stick around and cease, but if they want to deal Lance Lynn, if they want to deal Lucas Giolito, if they want to deal Tim Anderson, I know you were against that, Herb. I I think it makes a lot of sense just with – you know the the what the future would hold
1: yeah i'm not against i mean yeah i'm against it because of what you'll get back because i think it won't be a lot i'm only against um moving people because of those reasons everybody else even the guy you mentioned who made his all-star Luis robert jr if you get a good deal you gotta entertain it same thing for dylan Cease on a team that's 12 games under 500 everybody's got to be available. Yes, you have to be knocked over for those two to get you somewhere near talking about it. Like, they have to entice you with a good name before you even pick up the phone. But I'm not having everybody not be on my not be on the, the trade deadline when I'm a bad team, especially if I'm Rick Hahn trying to come back and do a retool on the fly, not a complete rebuild. Yeah, I know that Luis Roberts signed until 2027, but... These all these people have to be put on the block, I would say, for Rick Hahn to feel confident that he's doing the right job. And not not, he's not calling people, but if people call him with the right deal, you have to listen. A hundred percent. There's no way
0: that deal gets it gets made. I mean, sure, you 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 have to listen if if you are selling, but I I
1: would be it's a seller's market. Somebody's a yes, the White Sox are twelve and twelve games behind five hundred. You don't think a team is calling the White Sox and saying, "Dylan Cease and sure, to, but and, but even then, now, I'm, I'm talking a, a good name in there to match that up, so the other team has you know, or uh, the White Sox have any type of interest. Yes, but I'm sure that there's a team that's going to be calling Rick and looking to poach him because they're having a bad year. I'm and because I'm saying more Louis way down.
0: I just look I I there's Same no way thing. that 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 price ever gets matched because again, he is signed until 2027. There is no way that you are able to get that in a, in a trade. There's, that would be like the largest trade in, in, in I mean, we, I guess we saw Soto. Um, but I, I mean, the Padres are crazy aggressive, but they have nothing else to get rid of. The Mets spent $400 million on their team and they, you know, they're probably sellers. I don't know. Uh, I, I would be shocked in Florida if they're the all-star of the 2023 white Sox got traded. Um, but looking on this series, we'll take a break and then talk more about Luis Robert and, and Jake Berger. Um, what, what stuck out the most was it the the win today and making sure they secured that was it the failure on Saturday with a head first slide uh, by what Brent Rooker to get in there uh, and then uh, uh, the guy hustling all the way around uh, scoring at home uh, and then the Sox not making able to th- that play at the plate um, or, or Friday where you know it just kind of fell apart from the beginning um, what stuck out the most just losing two to Oakland
2: yeah I mean the I guess they're just the the, the result at the end was probably shocking, but I mean, the way they did it uh, in, on both days, on both Friday and Saturday, I mean, Friday was missed chances over and over and over again. Something that has plagued this team for much more than just this season. You, you, we talked about it constantly last year too. Um, and then a mistake in the field on Saturday. I mean, listen, you hate to look at one play and, and make big sweeping conclusions, but remember, during the offseason, Rick Hahn said they want to get better on defense. They brought in Pedro Grifol and a brand new coaching staff to improve this team in multiple areas, defense included. Fundamentals they wanted to be better at. They wanted to have a, a new uh, you know, way that they approach the game. And here they are losing to the worst team in baseball on an error at second base, just a ball that just got booted. And, you know, situational hitting is maybe not necessarily something you can teach. Uh, you know what I mean? There, there, is, there are obviously approaches to get it to get it done, or to increase your chances of getting it done. But sometimes you just come up empty against a, a better pitcher. But Saturday, you lose on an error. You lose on an error. And and like you said, Sean, the guy, the base runner is 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 not doing what he's supposed to do. You're never supposed to slide headfirst into first base. So he effectively is increasing. The White Sox chances of making that play, they still don't make it. So um, that was a glaring play. Again, it was just one play, but we saw in in two games this weekend. And to be fair, plenty of times throughout the day on Sunday, they only won by one. They blew, they almost blew a five-run lead, and they only won by one run. uh, That you know, some of the same problems that have been dogging them for a while.
1: Saturday's game to me was the killer because of you had a late inning lead. 6-4, to and I know people harp on, ah, Tims should have been a home run. They took points off the board. It never was. I saw him, how he reacted. He knew it wasn't a home run. I don't know why they uh, they actually called it a home run in the first place. I'm in Chicago, and I saw that from Oakland. Um, So, they had a 6-4 to lead in the eighth inning. You got to close that out. They don't. They don't have a chance to do that and lose, uh, like uh, Vinny said, a veteran. You make that air as Elvis Andres. Cool. Fine. Boot it. All right. But you got to understand there was a runner on second, his speed level, then nothing to lose right there for the Oakland A's. If they get tagged out, they just go to the ninth or they go to the 10th inning. If he scores, they win the game. So you have to think and have a better baseball IQ. And I know Alessandres does have a better baseball IQ than what he did. I didn't think that... um, Gavin took too long, but he's a left-handed thrower, so he has to do that pivot that he had to do and throw the ball as he did. And so that was just a heartbreaking way to lose that game, and that encapsulated the whole series for me. Of course, that's when the Oakland A's won the series, and today's result, I thought it really didn't matter. It makes us feel slightly better as White Sox fans that they didn't get swept, but still, it's embarrassing losing to this team. You see there's nothing on this team that should beat you. Nothing at all. Like, they have decent players but nothing that is like man that number five hitter you got to watch out for that guy that Rooker can hit home runs but he's a dime a dozen even start today
0: right well and that's the thing too it's like you know JJ Blade, who is you know batting third for them I think he's a cast off from Miami Mm -hmm. Um, I mean it's a lot of cast offs it's a lot of uh, miscarded players left and right so uh, losing to Oakland I think it's just reminiscent of what Pedro said in his press conference. You know, you could see when this team was going to have the energy or not. And Oakland's going to have the energy no matter what. They know they don't have talent to compete. And I guess that's the one thing that stuck out with the 2022 White Sox was they felt like they had all the talent in the world and they could go in and just beat anybody. Well, it feels like this team in 2023, even though they're 12 games under 500, still kind of suffer from that. You are going up against the Oakland A's and you can't handle business at all. It's pathetic. You can't even close them out. And I understand that it's not Graveman and Kelly in the the end of that game or Ronaldo Lopez um, today. It's Santos trying to to close that out and he doesn't get a ton of help from his defense. But um, just frustrating that, you know, this team isn't able to have a secure, clear win. They almost let it slip. Uh, giving up what four runs in the last two innings. Uh, So yeah, it's just, it's, it's a tough look for the Sox. It's a a really disheartening look. And I I don't know what bright spots there are outside of Luis Roberts. So let's take a break and talk about that huge bright spot uh, for the White Sox in 88. Uh, But we're going to let you know about a huge bright spot, uh, not too far away from Chicago, 35 miles Southwest of Romeo uh, of Chicago in Romeoville. Uh, Students are just like you. uh, They're they're the full-time jobs, families, and full-time sports fandoms uh, you can go back to school and earn a respected degree at lewis university it's ranked as one of the u.s news and world reports top tier colleges and they have a ton of several career focused programs that will help set you up for success. uh, And one of them is their nursing program. Uh, My cousin, Maggie, uh, didn't love her first choice, wanted to complete her bachelor's degree close to home. Again, 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville. Uh, She enrolled at Lewis. Uh, They had the right program for her. Their nursing program is uh, excellent in the state of Illinois. And she was able to get a great job uh, in Southwest Chicago at a top uh, hospital. And now she's living on her own uh, and being successful because she's got a degree from Lewis University. So discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash UYOU can do this. Lewisu.edu slash UYOU can do this. Also, I want to let you know about game time. If you are looking to go to a White Sox game, maybe on the 4th of July, uh, maybe on the 5th, 6th, or 7th, or 8th. Uh, they're, they're all those days, right? Uh, they got... Uh, The birds come into town uh, with the blue Jays and Cardinals. And if you're looking to go to either of those socks games, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. Forget planning in months in advance. Uh, Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. So if you just want to walk up to 35th and shields, uh, obviously look left and right, be careful. Um, you can buy tickets right from your phone and walk right in to Guaranteed Rate Field. And you can get images of your seat right before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Turns apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute t- tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, let's jump into Luis Robert for the first time in his career. He has been named an all-star. He is a reserve for the American league team uh, for the all-star game, the 94th midsummer classic that will be taking place in Seattle this year. He's got a 276 batting average. And I think that's gone up uh, because he had another double in the eighth inning, Uh, 24 homers, 46 RBIs. That was his 22nd double uh, eight stolen bases. And again, his first career all-star game. Shout out to our producer, Steven Nicholas for creating the graphic, but, not a huge surprise that Luis Robert is the represent uh, represent. Not a surprise that Luis Robert is the representative for the White Sox uh, this year. However, it, it's kind of surprising that this is his first. I, I'm, you know, I mean, we, we've heard so much about the six-tool player. Uh, the next, uh, Mike Trout, and he gets his first honor, even though it feels you know a, a while ago. Oh, and it's Stephen updated it, so it is a 276 average.
1: Good job, Stephen. Yeah, it's great. It's all amazing that he is only a first-time guy, like you said, Sean, but we all know because of the injuries and his rookie year, which I, if they had an all-star game in the middle of the two-month season, he would have been an all-star because his first half of that season, awesome. But today tells me exactly about Luis Robert and the growth that he has had. You talked about his work with Pedro Castro and all the hitting coaches uh, and how he has worked on his pitch selection today in the first inning. Works a 3-2 count and then Blackburn throws a slider that he would have swung at at the beginning of the year even in the middle of the year and he would have flailed at and he would have he would have missed it by a foot. Today spits on it takes a walk steals second subsequently and now we're at second and third, you know. The fact that they didn't get in him and Timmy who had a good first inning is another uh, another story for another time, but Luis Robert is deserving of this honor. The fact that he wasn't in the top 20 of outfield for voting is a stain on the voting system and how they're doing right now. Fans shouldn't vote on who should be in the all-star. It's really dumb because they don't know that Luis Robert is the, probably the best center fielder in the game. Like he can hit like Mike Trout and field like Kevin Kiermaier. He's the complete package when it comes to center fielders. And the fact that he wasn't top 20 is not an indictment on the White Sox fans because, you know, we're down on our team and we have a lower attendance. It's an indictment on the rest of the league and how that fan voting goes and they just get the popularity going. Luis Roberts should be starting this game. The fact that he is not is sad, but he's in the game. He'll be in Seattle. I just want to see all I can see of him because this will be his first, but not his last.
2: Well, you know, you're not going to get rid of fan voting. I think that's something that uh, probably gets some engagement, gets some more eyes not only on the game itself, but on the process too. Um, and it's fun for for certain fan bases when teams are having good years to, to get their guys out you see all the Atlanta Braves that are going to the uh, All-Star game. I think only one of them are start, is starting, but still. Um, yeah, I mean, there are years when, when, when certain fan bases can – can pack the ballot box so to speak so uh that's not going anywhere her but i think you've uh you know it's it's important to uh maybe even completely remove from your mind the idea that the starter is the most deserving player at his position he's just the one who gets the most votes so um that does not diminish the year that luis robert jr is having uh if it was wasn't for the most amazing player in baseball history shohei otani uh who, who homered again today by the way um Luis Robert would probably be in that MVP conversation. But, uh, you know, listen, he's a guy who's had a phenomenal season. And I echo everything you said, Her about how different a player, specifically on the offensive side, he looks uh, from not only last year, but even the very beginning of this season to the work that he's done on, on plate discipline has paid off big time. And it, he looks completely it, – it's not just – Like he cut down on strikeouts a little bit or, you know, he's found a a way to to make more contact. No, he looks completely different. He looks like a guy who now has a mastery of what opposing pitchers are trying to do to him. So um, he deserves it not only for the numbers that he's put up, but for the work that he's done. And hey, Sean, you want to know the answer to your original question? Why is uh, oh, maybe it's surprising that this is only the first one for Robert health, man. It's what it yeah, all comes I, down to. And, and the number of games that he's able to play, he's able to not only use all those tools that we talked about, but show it on a daily basis that he is that guy that everybody said he was going to be. I'll just make one more point. The, not only diff, looking different on the offensive side because of the work uh, uh, on the plate discipline, but take a look at how he looks in the outfield compared to how he did last year, just because he's healthy again. And remember two years ago, the injury that he had was, was the hip. So the hip flexor, so that obviously had something, some sort of effect on his legs. He stole another base today, Herb. I mean, this guy is really at the height of his powers at the moment from a health standpoint, as well as from an ability standpoint.
0: Well, and that's why it's so frustrating is because he was always supposed to be the one. He was always supposed to be the best player. It was nice that Abreu was the MVP in 2020, but people didn't even want him back. I mean, I don't even know if the White Sox wanted him back, but he said, fuck it. I'm signing myself. Uh, And then here we go. Jose Abreu comes back and, you know, he has a great end of end of his career. But like Luis Robert was supposed to be the guy. He was supposed to be the franchise all the way back in 2021. And uh, bro, what was asking, you know, where's the sixth tool? Uh, That's from uh, Tony uh, back in 2021 saying that Luis is a sixth tool player. Um, And Frank. That oh. was
2: Tony, that oh. came, Tony Tony repeated it over and over again, but that, that where that originated was that spring training. Tony was telling a story about how, you know, he he took the job and he had to learn about the team and he talked to Frank Thomas and Frank gave the review on Luis Robert. <laughs> then Luis Robert with no junior of being a six tool player. Dude, what is the six tool then? Handsomeness? You'll have to, you'll have to talk to the big her.
1: The mm-hmm. other tool is like, um, I don't know if you guys have ever been in the uh, city of Cedar Rapids. They have four seasons, the city of five seasons, actually. The fifth season is to enjoy the other seasons. So the sixth tool is to enjoy the other tools.
0: (laughs) The sixth tool is health. Uh, And and now we're seeing that on full display. Because, uh, too, I mean, even talking about the 2020 club of uh, 20 homers and 20 uh, doubles at the All-Star break, uh, there is one other player who has uh, reached that in the major leagues. Who is it? Luis Robert has 24 homers and 22 doubles. This player has, uh, what, 23? One homers and twenty three doubles, Mookie Betts. No, it's a good guess. He is an NL player. Um, Acuna, Ronald Acuna Jr., who also has thirty seven casual stolen bases. Uh, What? Uh, So, I mean, that's the one thing with with Robert is you know we haven't seen that next level because of the health and again it's not that he's not good at stealing bases he's fast as hell um it's just that we've seen again in 2022 his season get completely derailed by a hand injury him sliding into second base and then we seeing that player not even being able to swing a bat and the white Sox, you know basically season crumbling uh, all around that uh because they really weren't the same until you know late september and then we saw that obviously crumble around the 20th but um sh- shout out to Luis robert jr it's it's such a thrilled to watch him and to finally see him healthy is just so great for the player because again he finally has this honor and we've always known that this talent's there but it is slowing down for him and we saw this with tim in 2019 and then 2020 and then 2021 where if you threw him a fastball he was just gonna destroy it right i mean you throw him a fastball on the outside part of the plate and that's a single into right field all day we now see luis robert with a run value of 13 against Mm -hmm. four seamers Uh, i was really excited about maybe andrew vaughn being able to use his plate discipline and uh really you know disregard sliders and sweepers and really mash fastballs um but i didn't expect it from luis robert jr and here we are he's healthy he is understanding and the game's slowing down for him and it's just you make a mistake you throw him a fastball above the belt and he's going to
1: send it A very long way, and it's fun to watch. (laughs) And I know if you ask Luis or the rest of the people in the White Sox, they're very happy what he's done so far, but there's more. There's more in there, too. Like, there's improvement that can be made from Luis Robert, even though he's improved from where we saw him earlier in the year to right now. So that's the scary part about Luis Robert, that the talent is unlimited and really unlimited. That's why the people who were talking about him before he even picked up a major league at bat were – Mentioning real names, mentioning the Mays, the Sosas, the uh, Clementes alongside of him because the talent is unreal and the growth has been great, even from point eight of this year to where he's at right now. So he's the player that I've exactly wanted, but he can be even better than that. He can be MVP if Joey Itani doesn't show up for a year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but
0: and hopefully, we, I don't want Otani to not show up for a year. I mean, that I, you know, hopefully, just Luis Robert can hit what seventy home runs and compete I mean, with him. I we've mean, seen we've seen it before. I mean, Joey's
1: going to hit 72, 70 home runs himself, and then also pitch a sub three ERA.
0: I saw something today. It was uh, you know Luis Arai is going to hit four hundred. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. going to have a 40, 40 season and uh, Shohei Ohtani is going to hit 60 home runs and strike out 200
1: people. Yeah. <laughs> and those to, two are going to be footnotes. Normal seasons. Yeah. Acuna Acuna and arise are going to be footnotes yeah. to this I, tremendous season. Absolutely. I, but I mean, that's the
0: one thing too. We see, we see Robert still a little bit limited just because again, I, I think that he has the speed to be a 40, 40 guy. Uh, but we just know that that's so difficult for players to stay healthy, have that type of uh, volume in a season, Um, I mean, guys just don't play 162 uh, like they used to. Um, Final thing I want to do before we hit the break. um, And we do have comment in the second break. So just a heads up to you folks. It's the second one. Um, But since 2005, we all know that beloved year. Um, there have been a couple seasons where the White Sox have only had one All Star representative. 2007, it was Bobby Jenks. 2009, Mark Burley. 2015, Chris Sale. 2017, Avisel Garcia, and 2018, Jose Abreu. Um, so not great years there. 2007, 2009, uh, 2015, 17, and 18. Right around the time when uh, Rick Ham was saying myerdom mediocrity. At least 2015. So I think it's just poignant again that you know they have this superstar. They finally. Have him healthy, but again, everything's kind of crumbling all around them, and they're still 13 games under 500. When you know the prodigy of this franchise is finally here and delivering on a daily basis, it's it's frustrating, but it's again why we think that it, there's always that possibility with the AL Central in grasp that uh, if Luis Robert's still in the field, the White Sox can really do anything with this division, uh, not really pulling away from uh, one another.
1: And I haven't delved into the numbers necessarily about those years you're talking about. Only one White Sox. We know that Luis Robert would have made it, no matter what of this rule that every every team has to have a representative. I don't know if you could say the same about those years. The White Sox had a sole representative. Luis Robert would have made it, and I think I'm still holding out that Luis. I'm that uh, Lucas Giolito gets a late invite, but somebody just like bows out or something like that because I think he deserves it too. It's possible.
0: I mean, for sure. Um, and and I think even one of those, like Tr- Jesse Crane in 2013, uh, was a late ad. So it's like you know, at, at this point, you know, maybe they had one in several years. But later on, especially with the uh, the, the full rosters and injuries, uh, you know, maybe people were at it. But we'll see uh, what happens with the Midsummer's Classic. It's happening in about what a week or so, a little week and a half, a week in two days, a week in two days. Uh, thank you very much, Herb. Let's take a break. Uh, we'll let you know about. CHGO's beer, um, and then we'll also let you know about Com Ed, uh, a little bit more about uh Luis Robert, talk a little bit about Jake Berger, and then we'll uh, join you tomorrow at 12 30 for an off day show. But CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. Their beer roster awesome. includes. Uh, the Goose IPA, six-time Medal award winner at the Great American Beer Fest, the Tropical Beer Hug, and the uh, Beer Hug IPA series. Uh, they got a sampler of four delicious flavors if you want to go try those out at your local uh, liquor store. They also have the 312 Wheat Ale and the Full Pocket Pills. It's an Everyday Beer's. Uh, that the brewers are drinking over at Goose Island. Grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Our next event with them is on July 26th. We got the crosstown uh, series event happening. We got the meetup happening at 5:30 over in Oak Forest at uh, Gaelic Park. Uh, so. Check out allCHGO.com for your tickets and diehards. Uh, you do get a 20% discount uh, when you do buy uh, tickets uh, using your uh, CHGO diehard code. Uh, so come out and have some goose on beer and watch the Sox Cubs game uh, with us on the 26th of
1: July. Uh, you folks want to let the other folks know about Comet? Yes. The Comet Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage, and lower, lower energy bills now and into the future, Vinny. Herb, you're right. ComEd offers a wide
2: variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our beloved territory here in Northern Illinois. ComEd also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like those for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. Vinny, how does that work? Herb, I'm glad you asked because I have it right here in this email that Sean sent me many months ago. An authorized engineer (laughs) will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. If you, Herb, or any of our listeners own a business, do not wait. And here's the CTA, the highlighted portion, the Chicago Transit Authority, if you will. Get started saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility
1: assessment, go to comed.com poweringbiz. Vinny, did you say comed.com slash powering biz? Herb, I said comed.com
2: slash powering biz, and you should schedule it today.
0: Today. And we are going to now talk about our comed taking care of business player of the week. Uh, just the, the person who got it done this week. And hey, shocker, it's Luis Robert Jr. <laughs> we just talked about him, but the guy's really damn good. Uh, we kind of just raved about him. But Stephen, feel free to flash your, uh, your all star graphic here. Um, he's getting. The first time uh, honor of being an AL All Star in 2023 again, 276 batting average, 24 homers, 22 doubles, 46 RBIs, eight stolen bases. We are very proud to be covering Luis Robert Jr. and he is a huge, huge bright star that is taking care of b- business for the White Sox in 2023. Also, he's a regular.
2: Of- he's a regular Bachman Turner Overdrive, if you will. At-
0: you absolutely all the kids love that reference vinny um i do get it i, I get but i no one else does herb you get it yeah and working overtime okay. right. okay. yeah sure. get Hi, to yeah. the
2: working overtime part herb.
0: That's right. literally what i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> uh now we got uh jake Berger. Uh, he had a home run today uh and i feel like we just need to kind of Hype this up a little bit more. Every single episode, we should at least mention Jake Berger should be in the Home Run Derby. Uh, I know Mookie Betts is in it. I know Julio Rodriguez, the hometown kid, is in it. Uh, And Pete Alonso just announced his uh, participation in the 2023 uh, Home Run Derby. Why not Jake Berger? Come on. It's a feel-good story. You got the star power already. Throw the kid in there. (laughs) Give him a bone.
2: (laughs) I like that. I like that. You're like, ah, you got enough stars. People are already gonna tune in. You don't need any more reason to tune in. Come on,
1: give (laughs) this hard luck guy a (laughs) thing. Now, if he gets to 20, where I think he's at 18 now, you have more of an argument, Sean. But where's the where's the the panache? Where's the story about Jake Berger? Like you could say. like well the story we, is good but i'm not yeah. sure
2: that everyone knows it and would exactly and make it good like, enough to get to
1: get to the derby
2: yeah well it's yeah, our we turn know. it's it's
0: our turn to share that story i mean this is a former first round draft pick that has had so many injuries so many ups and downs in the pandemic season the white Sox said yeah just go play for independent ball kind of get your uh your your your, your, uh, your your rust off and then in 2021 he finally makes his MLB debut, and he just starts hitting homer after homer after homer. And then they send him back down. And then in 2022, they call him back up. And he starts hitting homer after homer after homer. And then they send him back down. And then in 2023, he doesn't make the team. And then now at the all-star break, he's a second in homers and basically led the team forever in home runs uh, at the start of the year. I mean, there there is a story with it. I mean, it's a former first-round draft pick that had to go through... I mean, 500 yards of shit, just like Andy Dufresne, and he's out on the other side, clean, hitting bomb after bomb after bomb, and he seems like such a grounded and good person. I mean, it would be so great to just have a Jake Berger interview on ESPN during the Home Run Derby. You you watched Vinny's uh, sit down interview with Jake in the in the in the third base dugout. Um, and you see how much he, he opened up and how just relatable he is and how personable he is. And Hey, I'll look credit to Vinny there too. Uh, but you know, I, I mean, Jake Berger just seems like a real, uh, gregarious guy.
1: I, th- I think he'd be a great ad to the home run derby mainly because he hits bombs. I mean, I'll say this. I like the player and I think, yeah, if he goes, I'll be great, but I'm trying to think about nationally, what they're going to be thinking about and why he should be the guy in Vinny's interview. The, the way he can get in is that Jake Berger dared to part his lips to say the best burger, the best burger that he's tasted is at a place that serves wings. So that place, <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings has to push Jake Berger this whole week to get him in or do it today because I don't know when they're finalizing the roster, but Buffalo Wild Wings has to do Jake a solid <laughs> or giving him them the big time plug that they did, I know that they're affiliated, but still, you got to pat his back there because no one's going to Buffalo Wild Wings for burgers, not a person. Hey, hey amen.
0: Uh, <laughs> real quick, uh, just to update the field: Julio Rodriguez, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Mookie Betts, Randy Arozarena, and now Pete Alonzo. So there is that's some big three... time star
2: power right there.
0: And there's th- there's three AL guys, so you'd assume it'd be four and four. So there's one more AL guy. Would it be Jake Burke? Seems unlikely.
2: Yeah, it does. For the, I mean, I think, listen, I, I think it would be great to see Jake Berger in there. I think he would be very good on TV, as you just mentioned, as well. But uh, look at the caliber of those names and think of what the Home Run Derby is, right? The Home Run Derby is a show. It's an entertainment product to get people to tune in and watch it. Um, I think Jake Berger would do well in the event. But I think they're looking to uh, get a casual fan to say, oh, Player X is in this. Oh, my goodness, Mookie Betts. Well, of course I'll turn it on. Oh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Oh, I, I know of a Vlad Guerrero Sr. I've never heard of this. Vlad Guerrero Jr. Perhaps I'll turn it on.
1: Is this a guy wearing a monocle while you saying this?
2: Yes. <laughs> in oh, my. oh, my. Oh, <laughs> my. <laughs> I'm going to spill my tea.
0: <laughs> He's, this, this guy in a monocle has been in a coma since Vlad, he was an expo. Um exactly uh, and thank God he's 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 finally gotten out of it. Um the one thing I would say is uh Fox Sports uh Cespedes family barbecue uh they did were looking trying to figure out like the 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 field the home run derby field and they did mention Jake Berger. so maybe he, he is on the radar at least of of some writers uh Burger's breakout has been a treat to watch considering the numerous injuries that derailed and delayed his career for years since being a first round pick back in 2017 most importantly he would deliver in the big dude hit ball far category that the likes of Shoreworth or even Justin bore have fulfilled in years past. And, uh too, I know his dad wants to throw him. So we have the dad thing. He has called
2: far. Come well, that's on. the thing, too, is, like, a, a thing that working in his favor is that he's been talking about it. You know what right. I mean? Like, I think – and so, like, like, I know, like, MLB.com, for example – their content is very focused on like the big events, right? So you've constantly got stories like, oh, so-and-so might, so-and-so would be interested if asked to be in the Home Run Derby. And here you've got G- Jake Berger saying, yeah, I'll be in the Home Run Derby. I'd love to do it. Let's, uh, let's go. So they could kind of pump that up and continue to make a conversation. Uh, he's been talking about it. You got the baby picture on Twitter saying, get my dad in the Home Run Derby. That whole kind of thing would definitely work in his favor, the whole stumping for it, I think.
0: I think we should stump for him. I'm, I'm, I'm a proud stumper for Jake Berger in the Home Run Derby. Um, we do have an off day show tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about what we'll th- this team should buy or sell a little bit more, uh, and we'll be joining you at 12:30. Uh, so join us here at the CHGO Sports YouTube channel, and feel free to, if you are a diehard to ask us some questions in the Discord. Uh, we'll, we'll feel free to toss those around the uh, panel tomorrow as well. Uh, any final thoughts, gents, before we get out of here?
1: Bad weekend. They can flush it like Pedro likes to do. But I'm seeing good things from the offense that I hadn't seen in a while. So Aloy's starting to come along. Tim's starting to come along. And if uh, Luis Robert keeps up the same track, you could have an uh, explosive ju- uh, July for the White Sox. Well, it's because so, they were playing the A's. I mean, still. <laughs> they still lost to them. We gave them shit when they lost to them. No, Doesn't but I'm give them credit. If they they played the A's and the Angels on the road. I'm and saying Aloy-
0: that's – why the offensive breakout happened, which is, hey,
1: is a pitching sometimes, as we always talk about, see the ball go through the hoop one time. It was just worse the A's, the Tigers, the Royals, it doesn't matter. The next team you face is like, okay, ball's a little bit bigger than it was before.
2: You're not wrong, Herb. Uh, I would, I would add though that th- these problems aren't going away. A lot of the same problems that have been dogging this team, not only all of this season, but even going back to last season, uh, are still around, and uh, you know. It, we talk a lot. We talked a lot last year uh, about, you know, oh, they found another way to lose. They found another way to lose. Remember, this team is currently twelve games worse than it was at the end of last year. Um, they found another way to lose on Saturday, certainly, uh, and and some familiar ways to lose on Friday. So uh, it is it is not looking any different. We'll put it that way, and, and and certainly the possibility is there for it to look different at some point, but they have yet to show that uh, uh, so far this season.
0: Yeah, we didn't mention it today, uh, but kind of going along the lines of the injuries, Michael Kopek was placed on the 15 day IL with a shoulder, right? Shoulder inflammation, right?
2: I believe that is correct. Yeah.
0: Um, so we will update you more tomorrow on that discussion, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Michael Kopech hitting the IL. But yeah, I mean, again, it's it's not inspiring baseball that they've been playing really for the past two years since CHGO has been a thing, and we've been doing these uh, post game shows. Uh, but again, the AL Central is still a thing. So we'll talk more about the White Sox future and if they can win the AL Central in 2023 tomorrow. That's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall 23 is our CHGO White Sox community leader. That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinnie Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer, and he just shared on Twitter uh, his piece back from June. I uh, thought when uh, Luis Robert was talking about how important it was to be an all star. So make sure you go check that out at all chgo.com. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Stephen Nicholas for producing the show, and we will talk to you tomorrow at 1230 here on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel.